Hey, this is Mateo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Hey guys, Mateo and Emma here. This is another week of Inside the Closet. Today we talk about me going to Vegas, humiliating someone in my front row. Emma talks about back scoop stories of crazy ex-girlfriend, and we talk a lot about Lindsay Lohan. So, enjoy, and see you soon. Thanks, guys. And here we are. We're back. We're back. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm sorry, everyone, because it's going to have to deal with us being over the phones. This is what traveling teens do, and we don't understand technology. So if it sounds like shit and you don't like it, I totally get it. But I promise you it's going to get better. Emma, we just haven't been in New York at the same time in forever. Yeah, and, and you know, it's funny because people have mentioned, like, the sound. And then when I was with... um when I was in New York and I went into the studio, right away I noticed the difference. I was like, oh, yeah, this sounds better. Because I was just so used to the phone at this, that, that point. And then when I get in there, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like people are just living to, like, our recovered phone calls of, like, being locked in a basement. And so, like, the, like, the sounds are barely getting – you and I are doing this with a string and a cuff. But we're yeah, like we're underwater. We are dedicated, and we want everyone to enjoy our podcast, so please forgive us. Because this is also another thing. It'd be tough for us to record, and, like, I did a, I've done a podcast where, like, I would record a bunch and then release them, but it wouldn't work for us with this one because we talk about, like, current stuff, so... We wouldn't be able to record a ton. What we will, what we will do is we'll record some interviews to like have them like stored up, so then we don't, we won't have like a bad time. Plus, we have a bunch of people we want to interview too. Oh my god, we have a, like a long list. Tim Dillon, we need to get on this goddamn show. Oh yeah, we, we tried. We we tried a couple times, I think. Um, I had uh, a pretty interesting weekend. My weekend was full of drag queens. Were you in New York? Yes, I was in New York this weekend, and I went to DragCon, and I went for, like, just an hour and a half. I literally went because I just wanted to see my friends, Monet and Bob. Right. Um, and uh, it was it was really fun, you know what I mean? It was, it was a nice reminder. Like, last night I was at this show called Look Queen that Bob started, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, and it's like I had just come from the cellar, which I absolutely love. But there's something so nice and refreshing, like, being around just, like, a room full of gay men and drag queens, and it's like, oh, yeah, like, this is, like, my home. Like, I feel at home here. I don't know, I'm always surrounded by straight people, which is fine, but then it's nice to just, like, take a break and do this. Oh, I have a complaint, by the way, about one of my Toronto shows. Oh, but do tell. So a girl who is very sweet who was in the front row, and she was like, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan, and I... I oh, my God, me. she wrote me, Mateo, because a, a girl wrote me, and I, I, I was, I'll see if it's the same one. A girl wrote me that... I know it's hated. her. I know it's her. Okay, tell me, and I'll tell you what she said. <laughs> well, she wrote there at three, too. So, really? So I didn't tell you, because I, I knew, I actually kind of, I forgot about it, but I, I wrote back, I knew that she must have had to have done something, because I was of like... Course. Yeah, like, I was like, uh, okay, you know, okay. 
Why don't you read her one? Because I've asked Jared for her to reach out to me. Because I will, I will wonderfully and calmly explain to her why she was distracting and why I had to take her phone away from her. She reached out to Jared Freed. Was he on the show? No, I just then think we, she. I think maybe she listened to Jared's podcast. No, like, no. Or she listened. She must listen to. I'll try to find a message. She must listen to Wake Up with the Taylor Strecker, the morning show, because Jared co-hosted that one time. And I'm pretty sure ah. it was But so what, so what, uh, what happened? I, I mean, okay, so this is what happened. So first of all, I just want to say this. As a performer, let me just give you like a quick, because how long do we wait, Emma, to go on? It can totally depend. It can be like hours or it can be like, you mean like right getting ready for the show? Yeah, I mean you're just waiting all day. So I'll put it this. Oh way. yes, yes, totally. The, the yes. Rules of, when you okay. When you when travel you, all day. When, okay, so I had let me just give you a quick insight of what I, well that, what my brain was going through and the stress that I was going through because I do this show called Streisand at the Bone Soir, right? So it's Mateo, it's me. I'm singing Streisand's original repertoire. It's this thing I've been working on for over two years with Henry Kapersky. It's a very, you know, important project. Near and dear to my heart. Near and right. dear to my heart. And also, and you were doing, well, when anybody, you were, you were under, you were doing two shows a night. That's when you okay, lost Yeah, so let me tell you the pressure. So this show requires me to sing for an hour and a half, sometimes longer, right? So I, it's, it's a lot of pressure on the voice. And even as trained as a singer as I am, it's hard to do. And I had to do it four nights in a row. On top of doing this show four nights in a row, I had to do my hour. So I was doing one I was opening for Fortune Femster, which is 20 minutes, who I love, by the way. Then I would go She's do so my fun. hour show. So I'm doing literally an hour of me doing stand-up, which is a huge strain on the voice. And then after that, I am doing another hour and a half of singing. And I had to do this four nights in a row. So I actually spent most of my day not speaking. So when I'm in Toronto, I have to be on vocal rest in order to make sure that I can sing and sound good and I'm really nervous and I don't want to sound like shit. And So I'm not talking all day. So it's like the third night of me doing this show. I haven't talked all day. My voice is really tired. I get there and I, you know, the show's like, it's a cabaret show. You sit down, you sing, you do those things. So, you know, I'm there and this girl was wonderful and very, you know, very nice. But she was getting excited. So I had to be like right away. Like, you know, I could, she's in the front row, right? So, was I'm she like, drinking? Hey. I, I, I can't say whether she was or wasn't drinking. Okay. I will say. It, it wasn't like a drunk, it wasn't like that's why this was happening. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But so, uh, you know, when you're at a show and you're going to be an audience member, the pressure isn't on you. The pressure is on the comedian. The comedian is going through enough stress, right? Your only job is to sit and listen to what they have to say because they right. work very hard preparing what they're about to say to you. And just so, don't distract. You can have any response you want. Just don't distract other people. Right. So here's what's distracting. In the front row, she's on her phone the whole time. So I, not only is she on her phone, she keeps interrupting me with woos and keeps interrupting me and keeps interrupting. So it's like we're three minutes in and she's already on her phone in the front row and she's interrupting me. And I Isn't go, that weird that someone would be like on their, maybe she's trying, I wonder if she, she's trying to record, because does this happen to you when you see someone on your phone that much, are you thinking, are you recording? Because if someone's oh, recording. I, I'll stop in the middle of my set yeah. put your phone down. 
if someone's recording, that's not that's bad. And sometimes people will hold their phone up, but not. They know they're not supposed to record, so they won't hold it like up to their face. They'll just kind of hold it down. So then you look like a crazy person, or I'll feel like I'm a crazy person. Because people in the back don't necessarily know. People, everyone can't see what you see. Mm-hmm. So then when you say something, it's it's hard to tell if they're recording. So it's so, it's so distracting when someone's it's on their phone. so distracting. If you're on your phone, it takes us out of the element and ruins the show for the rest of the people. And I know that sounds crazy, but it does. Because yeah. we're looking at you thinking, okay, I'm up here working my ass off, and you're showing me that you don't give a shit. You know, and so I said to her nicely first, I go, girl, uh, you know, I was like, girl. I was like, you're in the front row. You've got to put your phone down and pay attention. She goes, I'm a big fan. And I said, I'm happy you're a big fan, but if you're a big fan, you would know that I get real bitchy when people aren't paying attention at my shows. So, so funny. You know, because, like, I'm – not that I'm known for it, but, I mean, even the security guard at the fellow likes Mateo. Like, let Mateo handle it. You know what I mean? So um, I said – I was like, so please get off your phone. And she goes, well, my friends are here. I said, that's great to be a fucking friend. Enjoy the show. You know, um, and so – Also, right away, it's like, don't defend yourself. Just put the phone away. Or, guess what? Go out. Right, stand exactly. up and leave. Exactly. I said, you're, if you want to be on your phone, you can leave. If you don't want to be on it, you can sit here. And the thing, too, to say I'm a fan and I have friends, I brought friends here, is you saying to me that you're saying, you, you, like, I, like, I owe her. Like, oh, you brought friends here and you, and, you know, you're a fan? Oh, then you can do whatever you want. No. There's a performance happening. If you're not at home, you're not watching Netflix, there's a performance happening on a human being, and this is a chance thing. So she kept being on her phone. And I said, what, what the hell? Phone. I wonder what the hell she's doing. I don't like, know. I don't, it's I mean, like, what are you doing? Her friends in the back of the room. But it's like, just get up and go talk to them. So and I just said, give me your phone. And she goes, well, I said, give me your phone. And I said, she gave me the phone. I put it on the desk next to me. It was literally a foot away from her. And I said, I was like, okay, now we can continue with the show. And, you know, so I had the phone next to me. And then, um, she was pretty good audience member till then, and then I sang a Christmas song just for fun, and she was out loud singing the words with me. And I looked at her and I go, "Stop singing with me!" Like you know what I mean? Like it's like I've already tried to like explain to you why this is distracting. Why the fuck are you singing? So here's the thing, too. What it, this, what's hard? The hardest is when someone is not doing something that's identifiable as mean. Like that. That's you know, if you were, if you were no, at a party. No, it wasn't mean, but the No, right, is, but that's, like, the, that's why it's the hardest, too, because you look like it, it makes it, it's the hardest. The hardest hecklers are, like, women, and because if it's, like, a, if it's, like, a big, if it was a big man being, like, Merry Christmas, while you were singing, <laughs> everyone would be, like, oh, my God, like, shut him up. But if it's a woman, sometimes I've people I've just noticed are more, like, sympathetic. So if you get mad at them, then it can really turn the room. And if, especially if the woman's not, like, being mean. Like, a, a, like, I had a woman that kept going, yeah, yeah, honey, after, in Philly, after I would say something, she goes, that's right, yeah, honey. Mm-hmm. And and I, I was, like, I was started, like, laughing at her because she was so rhythmic with it. Like, I would be like, mm-hmm. so I'm from Maine, and she'd be like, yeah, you are. And I'd be like, okay. Um, well, here's the key about this girl. I audio record all my shows 
So I have the audio recording of everything I said to her ah. and everything she was doing. And I can tell you, not only was I not mean and I was very fair, but I came off kind of like, you know, callous. I came off a little tough. I said, you know, I was like, I basically explained to her, I'm like, don't be on your phone. And I'm giving you this warning, don't be on your phone. She was on her phone. I said, give me your phone. So I took her phone away. And then in the middle of me fucking singing, she's screaming in my face singing. And I go, I literally just looked at her and I go, girl. And then I kept singing. So that's what I did. So then I went to the bathroom. I take a break in the show and Henry plays. I go to the bathroom. I come back. She's gone. Her phone's gone. And I'm like, thank God she left. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't right. care. Because if I'm performing too, I'm, I'm also on edge. One, I'm trying to connect to a song. Two, I'm trying to make sure the audience is happy. Three, I'm trying to remember the words. Four, I'm trying to focus on my voice. And while all that's happening, I'm worried about whether this girl is going to start interrupting me again and, like, throw me off completely, you know? So it's like she left. That's fine. And then she goes and messages you and Jared Free. Jared Free texts and goes, what did you do to this girl? And oh, that's I was so like, funny. So when when I got the message, I, I thought about it, and I actually – I. I thought about it, and then I, I read it, like, five times. I'm trying to find it. Do you read, you know, read it? Because I'd love yeah, to hear let me, it I, I wrote it. I said, you know, I'm so sorry that happened or something like that. Uh, and then I was, and then I was like, let's see. This is, it, was, it was a little while ago. And then I, I read it a few times, and I was like, you know, obviously, some, I, was, I told our therapist, I was like, obviously, some, she's not saying something. Like, because she said, well, she said that you humiliated her at a show, and I was like, because, <laughs> but I was like, obviously, obviously, <laughs> obviously, something happened for her, for him to even notice her, and if a comedian's noticing someone to the point where they, obviously, she said something. So I, I was like, it didn't even seem really. I didn't know if it would be even productive to mention because I kind of. It, it was clearly like. She clearly did something to then make you need to make her be quiet, and then she was upset about it. So of course, and also no, too, like she is making a it situation didn't even about really, herself that doesn't it, need to be about herself. She's victimizing herself. He humiliated me. No, you showed up in the front row yeah. of my show. You were on your phone. You were distracting. You were talking back. You were singing along. You were not helping the show. If you look around the room, and there's 200 other people that are there are not on their phones not talking to me and not singing along in music and you're the only one doing it, who is the problem here? So, what do you, you think know, is worse, the phone or the singing? Both. I mean, it's both. It's like, you know, I, it just was like front row. Like, I can't, you know, and then the audacity to message everyone but me to be like, you humiliated me. It's like, no, I didn't humiliate you. You humiliated yourself. And I have an audio recording of everything I said to you. And I I've did never, not name call. I did not I, make fun. I, I can't believe that she messaged Jared because I was kind of like. That's the best part. Yeah, cause it's. I was kind of like maybe she she must have messaged him more after she messaged me because I didn't really. I just said it's sorry that. I don't know what whatever I, I, I whatever I wrote back. I need to find. I, I think I deleted it because it was just like. Yeah, obviously she she did something. There's no way to sound innocent when you send that. It, it was weird, but it's like. Also, what is she tattle telling on me? Like, yeah, girl, you were annoying as fuck. Also, right, and I mean, maybe if you know, I feel like if maybe, maybe if it was like a, a straight guy and a girl messaged me so they humiliated me, I'd be like, oh, like what happened? But with you, I was like, I mean, like 
what do you mean he humiliated you? Like, he didn't, like, either you did well, something wrong. Also, I wanted her to wanted her. She said she was a big fan. She said she was a big fan. So what? So, right, but that's what I remember. She can ruin the show? Okay. So that's all of it. It's just, yeah, like, it just gets, it gets to say, I make it very clear from the beginning, don't be on your phone. If I ask you not to be on your phone, and then you're on your phone, what does she want me to say? Oh, no, it's okay. You can be on your phone. Everyone else is off their phone, but it's okay for you to be on your phone. I'm texting my friends in the back. I said, I don't give a shit if you're texting, you know, someone in jail. I said, <laughs> get up and go to the back and talk to them if you need to. Like, there's no reason right. for this text. Like, you know what I mean? Because when you're on stage and you're singing, and you're singing kind of sad songs, and all you see is a glowing face of someone directly not paying attention to you, Regardless of the situation, when you're sitting there, no matter what you're doing, you're on your phone, that's where you are. So, have you, know. you seen? You, you must have seen Todd Berry's joke about this. No. Oh my God, it's so funny. Okay, so there's a comedian in New York, Todd Berry. He's on. Um, he's been in like a bunch of like movies and stuff, but he. I just started watching Master of None because I'm trying to write my own scripted thing, and that's what I'm trying to base it off of, kind of. And Todd Berry plays a director in that, so he's a little director in that. But he's a comedian, he's got a Netflix special. So he's got this joke, and I'm totally butchering it, but basically the premise is he's at his show, there's this girl in the front row, and she's on um, her phone. And he's like, you know, what are you doing? And she's like, there's an emergency. And he's like, that like one of those crazy emergencies you don't need to call for like is it like <laughs> someone's like my house is burning down and she's like oh the my house is on fire and she's like well not as on fire it's comedian Todd Berry who I'm sitting here watching <laughs> uh, and then and then he, he says that he she goes I'm Goog- I'm googling you and he's like are you trying to see if I have a show in the area or like uh, like what or it's like she's like watching a clip of him sitting in the front row watching a clip of him being like hey, he's funny while he's like while he's on stage he's like what the hell are you looking up i know well you know what? it's so funny because people were so distracted and addicted to our phones that I know. you know when you go to live performances i know you don't think what you're doing is rude i know you don't like with this girl i know what her mentality was i'm a huge fan I brought fans, I'm sitting in the front row, I'm going to show this guy that I'm a huge fan of him, which is totally fine, because you know what, there were other big fans of the show, which I stood outside and waited every single night, met every single person that came to the show, because I, I I'm so grateful for it. But when you're in that mentality, when you pick up your phone and you're just typing away two feet away from me, you know what I mean? And then the, if the person on stage says to you, hi, please put your phone down, why would you go back your phone multiple times. Yes, you know, actually I had someone from um, that, the morning show that she listened to, came to a show I guess it was on Friday and it was it was really cute because so this show is in a rec room. Now I assumed that it was going to be like a dump because I was like, oh a rec room is like going to be some big room where they just like put me in and like people are like like playing games because it's usually games at rec rooms and it was I'm in LA and they were like you know you can do 25 30 minutes I love doing that amount of time so Mm -hmm. I was like I'll be there I get there it's an awesome comedy club it's called the rec room comedy club Mm -hmm. it's super cool so 
my plan was originally I was like I'm going to do all, like a bunch of new material because got this club. Then I get there, I'm like, whoa, this is fucking beautiful. But there was a girl in the front row, and she sent me a message, and was like, I'm here. And I was like, well, identify yourself so I can say hi. And then she goes, well, they actually sat me right in front of the stage. So right away, I was like, oh, no, I wonder if, like, I was like, I wonder if she's going to kind of, like, talk while I'm on stage. But, and then also I was like... I get. I always want to do well if there's people that like come to see me. So I was like, well, I might try some new jokes and whatever. She's like, okay, like what? Is, like sure, Emma. Um, but when I got up, it was so cute because I kind of scanned the front row, and then she just like she lifted her, one of her fingers up and and mouthed the catchphrase of the show, which is "Hey girl, hey." She just went, "Hey girl, hey," and no. then I went. Hey, girl, hey. And then I started the show. But that's how you do it. That's you know how you what do I it. mean? There was another girl in my show. It was so cute. Who is in the front row who had a sign that said, I'm a closeteer. And I yeah. said, you know what? You said everything you need to say. It makes me feel warm and welcome. She paid yeah. attention. I met her afterwards. Like, I was like, that is just... The thing is, like, I just want everyone to understand, like, when it comes to performers, like, when you're going to see a performer, we, there is a huge amount of pressure on us. Because we have right. to deliver. We've been working years on the material that we're, we're giving to you. We are tired. We're traveling. I mean, I was in between three cities, and I can't talk all day, and I have two other shows that night. You know, I'm giving you lip – I'm saving all my energy to literally give it to you for that hour. And right. it's really appreciative when you have people who can sit and respectfully watch you and, uh, you know, just like, you know, sort of like – I don't know what the word is, like, not help you, but, like, there, there is a back and forth you need from the audience. So when you get yeah. people that are on their phones distracting and, and trying to, like, make the show about them, you know, it's a, it's you basically saying the work you do is not worth it. And well, I don't believe in... Right, that's subconsciously. What it is. Subconsciously. subconsciously. Subconsciously, you're admitting, like, this person... I'm going to start doing it with this person or interrupt this person because I'm going to make this about me because I can't handle that. There's so much time spent have, about you. Have I told you the story about the time that I heckled someone like way back in the day? No. Okay. This is a, this is a pretty embarrassing story. It's obviously before I did comedy. Like, that would be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine that one you're doing now? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that I kind of Sam Morell the other day. It was really funny. I walked into the cellar, and um, Liz and Val were like, oh, you're on stage right now. And I go, what? And they, like, brought me downstairs, and Sam Morell had a full mustache. Okay. And we started laughing so hard, and Sam, it, like, completely interrupted his set. He just went through the door, and he's like, oh, he's like, I'm being laughed at by a comedian right now for my ridiculous mustache. And I said, you look great. He goes, yeah, from a gay guy, that's a great compliment. So it was like, I kind of had But he was okay with it. Oh, no, that's, yeah, that's also. And sometimes it's so, I think it's so funny when comedians talk to each other from the stage when they get like, it's like, there's times like I've walked in the comedy club and then the comedian, will, I remember Chris Stefano did it once at Stand Up New York. He was like, packed. And I had been out of town for a couple months. And I walk in and he goes, oh, hey, Emma. And I was like, oh, Chris. And then he went, hmm. And then he went, Back to his jokes when everyone kind of looked at me, and then I was like, I, and then I like looked around and like scuttled out. But he was like, "Oh, Emma," and then I was like, "I've done that too. <laughs> I've done that too." It's we. I I um. Oh, so I heckled. So this this is like this is so. So I was in college, and I went to um. It was like close to graduation. I was at dinner with like twenty people. Like we were all going out. We were graduating, and. 
it was an awful setup for comedy because it was a it was a sabotage show. Based, no, basically the waitress came over and she's like, "Oh, you guys know a comedy show is about to happen," and we were like, "No, we had no idea. There was no sign about that." And she's like, "Okay, well, a comedian's about to come on stage." So then this guy gets on stage. I actually ended up opening for this guy. I never told him that. I never like told him that this. You never revealed that you were the heckler. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out, but it was like because I. It was so long ago, and then I was like, oh, my God, fuck. It's like this guy I'm friends with Corey now, or very friendly. I haven't talked to him in, like, two years. But anyway, so he's on stage, and we were all, like, trying to talk about plans after graduation. And, he, you know, it's like a comedy show. So he said to my friend Dana, he was like, okay, like, like be quiet. And I was, I said something. I was like, no, you be quiet. We didn't even know a show, you didn't even know a show was happening. We're trying to talk. Like, we have to pay for this food, and we just want to talk. Like, what are you doing? And you're just like, but Emma, you're, I mean, those pop-up comedy shows we used to do, they were So bad. Rough. And it's rough. like, when you're out to dinner with your friends, and then all of a sudden, so it's so tough on the comedians. And I remember it kind of took him back. He was like, oh, because, like, what do you say to that? It makes right, me feel like, yeah. right. He's like, he's trying to live his dream, and you're like, you son of a bitch. We didn't even know this was happening. Right. Like, what <laughs> are you like, doing no, up there? No. Like, I just want to have dinner in peace. And then. It's equally bad for the audience member and the comedian in those situations. Uh, I went to one of the most beautiful comedy clubs I've, I've ever seen. Applebee's? It. <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Applebee's is a great place to perform. I mean, Wait, you're, when you're rising up I in fucking, comedy, I love the toilet. What, I love, um, like, what's your favorite chain restaurant? Mine's California Pizza Kitchen, but I don't mind oh Applebee's. Oh, my God. That's your favorite chain? Yeah. That's your favorite chain restaurant. Uh, uh, or cheesecake. Uh, I love... Know, I'm going to sound like such an, like a, like a high school piece of shit. I... Don't go to chain restaurants. I mean, what? You're missing out. I don't like them. They have so many options, but yet it's so similar. I, I can't mean, even think. I can't even think. Off you, the wait, you don't like head. the cheesecake factory? No. Are you out of your mind? It's like confusing the calories. But first of all, nothing makes sense. The chairs are wicker, or and then like the like how can you even? How can you even notice the chairs when there's that delightful menu? The menu is like a pamphlet from hell. It's so confusing. Every page doesn't I mean, it is a lot. Okay, that's, first of all, that's really funny. Have you ever considered writing about that? A pamphlet from hell is really funny, except for you might get heckled because that's like, you because it's... The well, I already say Ohio is the cheesecake factory of state. Oh yeah, I do think that's funny when you say that. I don't take offense to that line because I know I know what you mean. But well, I'm going to Ohio on Tuesday. I'm opening for Fortune. So I'll be in Akron, Ohio. I'll be in Vegas all week at the Rio. If anybody wants to come, you're going back to Vegas. Yeah, girl, I'm going back. She's you live there back. now. Wait, girl, you gotta I live in Vegas. You have to go to the Cheesecake Factory because you. I can I can show you the menu. I love I, the I cheesecake factory. I was in one day with Nicole when I was in Columbus. I got called Did back. Did you like it? Well, it was our only option. Oh. It's, I do so like I, their key lime pie cheesecake, though. That is yeah. that is really good. The key lime I, pie cheesecake is, like, from another planet good. Like, that's 
really good. But they should just stick to the cheesecake. I mean, first of all, the meals are for a, a family in Venezuela. I mean, you yeah. can feed a, a country with just one plate of pasta. I mean, it is an ungodly amount of pasta. It's I, ridiculous. I love it. I like... Do you think I'm too much? I'm being too hard on this girl? I mean, I can't... I mean, it is ridiculous that she... No, I think this. I think that you wouldn't have... Um, I don't think you would have even noticed. I don't think you would have really remembered it. If you hadn't, it's that she reached out to... When he first said that, I was like... It was a pretty long message. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so sorry that happened. Because uh, I think she said... It didn't go to my direct messages, it went to my spam box, and I, and, and, and I think she said, like, I think she said I'd never been so humiliated or something like that. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that happened. If she and then I, really, then she's lived a very simple life. Right. And and also, when I, when I re-read, when I, I read it the first time, I kind of assumed she came to something that we had done together, or I did, too, because I, like, I read the top part, and then I, like, jumped to the word humiliated, like, so humiliated at the show. So I assumed it was something from one of our lives, but then I was like, huh? And then I reread it again and was like, oh, well, that's strange. And then I, then I like thought about it and was like, you know, I just don't even know what good would come. You're, well, I mean, explain this. you're a you professional. Know, I trust you. Yeah, I totally this trust how, you. Quote unquote, this is how, quote, unquote, humiliated she was. She was so humiliated that when I asked her to be quiet, took away her phone, she sat there still and sang along with a song. So she didn't. She so she's so humiliated. She didn't sing along in front. I think she got most upset when I looked at her and said, "Girl, now if that is the worst thing that she's ever heard in her life, this woman has lived the last of luxury." I mean, right. I I only wish I was raised the same way as her. I mean, that right. is, it's such a victim white woman thing to be like. I was humiliated at a show that I ruined. Like, what right. is wrong with you? Right. She's, oh, my God. Speaking of which, we have to talk. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. So. I keep seeing tag and stuff. What's going on there? Because I am now the gatekeeper of Lindsay Lohan drama. I have never laughed so hard my entire life. at Lindsay Lohan. First of all, I woke up, and my Twitter has exploded. And number one trending on Twitter was Lindsay Lohan. And I thought, well, really? this isn't going to be good. So I look. Yeah, right. It's not like trending. Lindsay Lohan takes up yoga. I'm like, mm. <laughs> right. Hey, you know, young girl. So Lindsay Lohan was in Paris and did a lot. She herself did a live Instagram video of her. She saw this Muslim family, right? They must have been refugees. The mom and oh, no. I'm already scared. And it's at night. And so she starts. There's so many pieces I have to break down with it. So she starts following them around. And she's chasing this family, right, through Paris in the middle of the night. So not only is she following them around and live Instagramming the whole thing, which the comments are ridiculous. They're like, Lindsay, what are you doing? Lindsay is speaking with an old Arabic man voice. She's literally going, Hello, Malha, what you do is not good for you. You make Arab look bad. You make Arab look bad. You come, come with me. So she, okay, she started thinking that these parents were sex trafficking their own children. It was literally the mom and dad of two sons. Like, they were clearly, like, all the parents were like, you have to go, like, go down the street, go to that place, you'll find us. And then Lindsay Lohan jumped out of a fucking bush. Well, they're scaring the shit out of them because she looks, you know, like a ghost. She's so pale and she's chasing them with this light. You know, and she's following them around. And she's literally, at one point, she kept being like, I bring you hotel. Hotel for you, I bring you hotel. 
I'll bring it to you. This is the voice that Lindsay's using, by the way. I'm not being offensive. That is the voice that she picked. She's pretending like she doesn't know English. And she keeps throwing, like, Arabic words here and there. I'm like, I don't speak Arabic, and I know she's wrong. So, finally, at the end of the video, right, she's chasing them down the street, and then the mom just, like, turns to her and just, like, hits Lindsay. She goes, like, yeah, and screams at her, right? Because she's following her kids. Then Lindsay falls on the ground, puts the camera on herself, and starts crying. She's like, I can't believe it happened. I'm so scared. I'm like, you're just chasing the family around. They didn't want you there. When did this happen? This has been over the weekend. It happened Saturday night. I woke up Sunday morning and like, Lindsay Lohan may have. And I, I was watching the video over and over again. I couldn't believe what she was doing. She was a crazy person. That's so offensive. That's, like, extremely offensive. Oh, like, it's so offensive. It's, like, you literally saw, like, a, a clearly a Muslim family. The mom is wearing a hijab, you know, and they're walking around, and she chases them because she thinks they're sex trafficking. She's basically racial profiling them, but they're with their two kids trying to get away from her, and she kept being like, I'll pay for your hotel. Come, come, come. I'll go to a hotel. And she's using this weird accent that makes no sense. Like, it keeps going from, like, Greek to maybe, like, I don't know if she's, like, Arabic or Farsi or what language she thinks she's speaking. And, but it's her, she's brought it down to let this go around here. And I love that she's walking around, like, in, like, a one-piece, like, cat silver suit. And her long red hair is just, like, you know. Did she look like she was, did she look like she was on drugs, like, in her eyes? Um, she was behaving like someone who maybe wasn't entirely sober, allegedly. Here's the thing. Sometimes it's like people's brains just really do get fried. Like, it's like, there's, I remember there was this woman when I was in, I I don't actually get too much about her away. There's this woman, when I used to, I had one of the office jobs I had, there was this woman there, and she was definitely kooky in a way where everyone was like, did she, I'm like, keep almost saying her name, but like, did she do a lot of acid? And we were all, like, something. And then as we, as I got to know her, she was like, man, I partied hard in the 80s. And I was like, yeah. Like, her brain was fried. She yeah, wouldn't do anything like that, but. I mean, it seems, she just, she might, I can't even, I don't even know. I can't even unpack that craziness. But it's like, she's, all I know is she's looking around Paris with or family who's clearly trying to find, like, friends or relatives or something. I mean, they're carrying, like, a what looks like they're carrying, like, a bed piece with them and luggage. Like, they're trying to get somewhere. You know what I mean? That's and awful. And at one point, Lindsay, like, tries to grab them, and the mom was like, get the fuck out of here, you fuck. Who the fuck are you? And so then Lindsay, of course, made it about herself and starts clearing, and she's like, I'm so scared. I've never been so scared. And it's like, um, well, maybe you shouldn't, like, chase down families that you don't know. Don't go to shows and, <laughs> and heckle and heckle and heckle. And then when you're told to shut up, say you're humiliated. Right. It all goes right. around. Comes around, goes around. That's so funny. She wrote to Jared. Did you, I wanted to ask you, did you see what um, Kanye, Kanye West on Saturday Night Live? Yes, when he was, the rants that he was giving? Yeah, I couldn't understand them. I didn't get. I didn't get it. Like I, I didn't. Get, I didn't. I was confused. All you what was he saying? He's, wearing, he's saying that like for Trump, and that people think that you know you shouldn't be Trump for Trump because he's black. And he was talking about racism, and 
I mean, it's just, it's a tiny rat. It just divulges into nothing, and it's you know, self-absorbed and self-serving. And he's one thing is, I feel like sometimes it's like, when you're, it gets frustrating when you're part of a, like, underrepresented minority group. People always assume you like other keep other things from that group, so then it's like you almost like want to rebel. Like people were like, like I had it when like so many people were asking me like, oh Emma, like did, uh, like did you love like Nanette? Like you must have loved Nanette, but so made me want to be like, I don't know if I liked it. Like let me decide on my own. And then I watched it and I did like it actually. But like I mean, I was interesting. Um, we've ta- I've obviously had other thoughts as a comedian. Like if, you know, it was like a fun, awesome one person show. But, sure, I still haven't watched the entire thing. I'm totally lying. I watched the first. I've watched How the forty. I watched the whole thing. I've watched like forty minutes of it. And because it's just, it's just I don't know. I, I watched almost all of it. I, oh, I still haven't seen the damn ending. Also, when you're in like a, a, a whatever sub group, when you're in a minority, right, and there's this pressure for you to like something that you haven't yeah. seen yet, it's like and you're like, well. I don't know. Am I allowed to decide on my own, or do I exactly. have to agree? Haven't even seen it. Like I understand what you're saying. It's like if I was like Matteo. Oh my God! I met this Italian, this gay Italian guy. Well, that even is a bad. Experience. It'd be like, yeah, just something where it's like, oh, almost you like the star is born. Like everyone is already losing their mind over it, and I just instinctively am like rebelling. I'm like, well, then I don't like it. I haven't seen it. I don't know, but because it's Lady Gaga, it's the remake of Judy Garland as Streisand. Like. I'm supposed to like it. So every time I see the commercial part, it's like, yeah, I guess I'll go see it. That's the perfect example. I um, was shocked at Lady Gaga looks so goddamn different without all her makeup on. Not surprisingly, but it's like, oh, my God, she's like a real person. Well, first of all, she's naturally a very beautiful woman, and yeah. she's just they, they, she, they played her down, too. I mean, they made oh, her, right. like, you know, her hair was, like, you know, not perfect and stuff. But her voice really is unbelievable. I mean, when she sings, you're like, God damn, she is. So yeah, talented. Um, but I love the preview because it's just Bradley Cooper, like just barely putting words together, like <laughs> and then Lady Gaga's like, My nose, it's my nose. I <laughs> I love Bradley Cooper. I mean, Bradley Cooper's fine, but it's like diction, my friend. I can't I was just playing the character, but you call him I just want to slap him, like big up. Speak up. Um, but, so I need to watch the rest of the Kanye thing because I wonder. So, yeah, that's what it is. He's just saying. And he, he changed his name to Ye, I think. That's his name, which I wanted to be like, you're a hack. Prince already did it. But, yeah, know, it's like, I don't know. I think he's just, like, not well, and, and people are just keep throwing money at him, and that's what happens. Yeah, I think he has. he's got to have some kind of, like, or, there's a book, um, Charlemagne the radio host and personality wrote this story about Kanye West coming into the studio and that he always, he would have this like entourage and that there were two guys like standing outside where they were doing an interview. And every time he would say something like he would then like look over at them and they would like laugh and give him the thumbs up. But then after the interview, Charlamagne was like, Kanye, like those guys are full of shit. Like that's soundproof glass. They can't even hear what you're saying. And he was, and he was like, it was like, that's, He's got, he's surrounded by like yes men like and that's like that's the ultimate. There's a scene in The Simpsons where Mr. Burns like lost all his money and he's surrounded by his lawyers and he kept being like I did everything right. They're like yes yes yes. He's like what did I I made all the right moves. Like yes yes. And he goes I see it all now. You're just a bunch of yes men. And they're like yes 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 yes. Right exactly 
Exactly. I know that's the scary thing is like, what what happens if we become famous and then all of a sudden everyone just says yes to us? Oh my God. I don't need that kind of, you know, encouragement. That's why I stay in New York. Yeah, that's true. That does not happen in New York. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious when someone is you some every now and then I'll get like little glimmers of it when someone's nice because they like think that you're famous. I mean, it's like it's kind of it happens like few and far between. So it's like kind of funny, but it is weird because it's like they'll be like not like it happened like a week ago. It, it was like someone was like, oh my god, I love you and this and that, and then I was kind of like, oh wow, thank you so much, and they were like nodding at everything I was saying and just like smiling at me a lot, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I mean, maybe it was something else, I didn't know what, but I kind of imagine that's what it's like if everyone thinks that, I don't know, it's, it's like a rose-colored glass, it's, it's, it's really weird, but I didn't hey, like that. like a total monster when um, you got that I no, I didn't. You're messaging all these people. I didn't. I, 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 um, I mean, I talked to you, so it, it took me a second. I was like, I was because it, it took me a second to like figure to like calibrate that it wasn't like one of our shows, and then I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry that happened, and then I like kind of replayed it through a few times in my head, and then it was like, it, it must have been. Something happened. Like, it was kind of like, whatever happened would have had to happen to the point where he would have needed to say something. I mean, I felt, I felt, when I read that, I felt bad for her, but I was like, I mean, there's a missing chunk here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Jared was like, I, we like, he was literally like, what did you do to this woman? I was like, right. literally nothing. I was like, I just told her how she was supposed to, be, like, behave. Is that so wrong? Right. God, I'm a monster. I'm, I can't believe you're going back to Vegas. I'm, I'm going there, I'm going there the last week of this month. And I just, so the, the Vegas shows that Mateo and I do are booked through the same comedy club in New York we're, we're at. The comedy seller, so it's the seller in Vegas. I just sent her, like, my dates that I could do Vegas, like, way out. But I only sent two because I love – it's kind of like a vacation because you go there for a week, and you're only doing – you're on the show with, like, a, like four other comics, but then you, you're you not, like, having to, like, be pressed and worry about bringing in an audience. It's, like it's, – it's a little bit like a vacation. Can I just say something? Upgrading me to a middle seat is not an upgrade. I just got one. Upgrading me to a middle seat. I can't think of anything more annoying – then having to have no office and upgrade it to a middle. Saying that. Wait, why? Why did you upgraded? Like you did? Is there you moved up to a nicer, nicer section on the plane? Yeah, but then it's a middle seat. I'm like, no. I'd rather have middle seat in first class than middle seat. I mean, I've only been in first class one time. I think two times. But girl, yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't love, I, I got stuck in a middle seat on my way to Australia, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that was the end of that. Uh, I wanted to tell you, I, um, I saw the best, like, have you ever seen the TV show Shameless? No. It's so fucking good, and there's a gay character on it, and if you are listening to the, if you're listening to our podcast, and you're someplace, if there's not a lot of gay people, and you're, like, looking for, you know, some, like, like, forms of representation that feel, like, truly authentic, 
this show, the one of the sons in it is gay, and it's so well done. It's like it was inspiring too, because I've been. What's it like, called? It's called Shameless on Showtime. I've auditioned for the show a couple times, but I'm a fucking idiot. I I don't watch enough TV, so when I audition for these shows, I don't even know what the hell I'm. I, I just do the audition. I didn't realize like it's such a good show. Like it, I'm blown away. The show is so good. I, I stayed up to like five a.m. because I got sucked into watching it. I don't know. I feel like I'm not even living my life anymore. I'm just like traveling, watching the same TV shows over and over. I, should watch I recommend Shameless. I was like, this is so so good, and it was. It, I was feeling like overwhelmed about acting because I was just like, you know. I feel like green with it. Like when I'm, I, I like when I do, I, I feel like better on auditions. But then the other, like sometimes now when I'm like doing it, I feel, I don't know. It's like a whole new arena. Mitch Hedberg had that joke about like when you get good at comedy, then people, or what you get when you move along in comedy, then people are like, okay, now become an actor. It's like a different. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I have the same joke too. I'm like, like he's a uh, 19 football player. Well, he's gonna have a secret to share with everyone. Oh right, yeah, for your uh, yeah. I mean, and also it's like, I was talking to someone the other day, and they were like, you know, you just gotta be yourself. That's what people want with comedians. Like you gotta like, you gotta like be, you know, be your personality too. I am so blown away too when I do scenes on Crazy X because, like. It's just, I don't know, it's, like, amazing watching, like, Rachel and Gabrielle, like, do so many lines, and then it's just so, it's so interesting, and, like, watch, like, like, Gabrie- like Gabrielle, the girl who plays Valencia, like, when she goes into character, because the actress is so different from Comedian. the person she plays, which is what acting is, but I'm always like, wow, like, it's just, um... Rachel said she likes your Barbara Streisand impersonation too, which is amazing. What do you mean by talking? Because I can tell you, I'm doing a little bit of Sherry and Terry, doing a little bit of Barbara. Because for that oh reason, I'm out. Well, when she's in New York, we got to all like try to get together so she can see you do it in person. Okay, I'd be down with that. That'd be great. Oh my god! And you got to come. We got to go to a live show where she sings too, because you got to see it because. After I watched the live show of Crazy X, it made me, it like put a bunch of pep in my step for like, it's just, it's so fun to watch shows that are like funny, like it's funny with other stuff that's not stand up. Like that's, I get a kick out of that. Well, Rachel, I really enjoyed your singing, but unfortunately, I don't know if I can make a product out of it. <laughs> so for that reason, I'm out. Do you feel ridiculous that one video is like this guy made syrup? He's like 18. He's like, you know, making all these like syrup products. She was basically just like, what kind of product? I know a syrup, like made like oh, you know, syrup. I love syrup. And then she goes, you know, I, I didn't really taste the difference in a syrup. <laughs> basically, you're just a failure. Your father will never love you and you'll never be loved for the rest of your life. Go home and make more shit syrup, you son of a bitch. I'm out. She couldn't taste the difference in the syrup. <laughs> That's the only part she said. She was like, it just kind of tastes like syrup to me. I don't know. Oh. Now, if this tastes like syrup, I'm not into it. But for that reason, I'll go in. $100,000, one percent of your company. Someone has to release a Barbara sex tape. They've got to, someone has to do it. I'll tell you just how my sex tape went. It started in a, in a cafe when I, was, when I was 22 years old, and I had a $1,000 loan, 
And I'll show you how I'll get that $1,000 loan. Let me just say this. I was in. That's so, that's, that's so cute. Um, uh, well, we should wrap this up because yeah, we'll I got I gotta get going, but um, this is great. Look at look yeah. at us recording shit on our own. Yeah, and we're gonna get some um, microphones and stuff, and uh, like different. We're trying to figure out one so we can get. Here's how where Mateo and I are at with technology. So we've been researching microphones, and Tyler, it's an intern, has been help. Tyler has been helping us, and he sent us some, um, and we're like, yeah, but does it plug into the phone? Like we only know how to like calibrate things based on like if it plugs into the phone but the best microphones don't so we have to plug them into something else and that point I'm lost in confusion so we're trying to think you know we're trying to figure it out but thank you guys so much for the support and October 13th I'll be at the Dolores Wingate Theater I've got a fun um local opener and uh you've got a lot of there's some other comedy options happening that particular night so it would mean the world to me if you come out to my show and it's getting fun and I've got new new jokes from Netflix uh, and for me you can catch me um, I guess yelling at people and stop I, it um, but alright well look uh, come to Vegas I'll be at the Rio all week and so you're going this week you're leaving this Wednesday yeah it was Wednesday oh my god actually someone who listens do they listen to, I don't know if they listen to this or the morning radio thing, but he works at the – yeah, a listener – I think I think it's Taylor's show, but um, he lives in Vegas. I'll reach out because the people that listen to that show, like, really like you on air, so I'll re- he, he's messed with me. He lives in Vegas. But, um, yeah, go out in Vegas. It's like – Vegas is such a fucking alternate universe, so it, it's extra nice to see – Tell, tell him to come to my show. I'll confiscate his phone and humiliate him like he's never been humiliated before. Okay. Um, all right. Well, look, Emma, love you very much. You too.